Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference the authentic way. Now David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Hello, everyone. It's so uh, nice to see you and uh, be able to speak with all of you. Um, We are back for another week of the Other Everest podcast. And we're in the kind of in the last kind of crunch of our mini series here on resiliency, and I've been really enjoying this. Um, I I like this idea of diving deeper into a topic, Dave. I don't know. I'll let you chime in in a second, but I think this has been really fun, and I like the idea of kind of taking like a piece of it and then thinking about it throughout the week because I'm a really big advocate of awareness, so. And awareness doesn't come with trying to like take everything in. So it's like taking this one chunk, right? And which last week was connection and and thinking about what that means in regards to my own personal resiliency. And so um, this week we are into community. So this is the third of the four C's. And uh, we're going to spend a little time talking here about what that means uh, for us and how it can affect our lives positively (laughs) and how it can help us build resiliency in our lives. So Mr. David Irvin, it's wonderful to see you today. Thank you for being here with me. It's always good, Miss Allie Stone. So (laughs) yes, we've talked about conditioning, strengthening yourself every day, physically, mentally, spiritually. We've talked about connecting with yourself, right? Being aware. What am I going through? Am I feeling some doubt? Am I feeling some fear? Am I feeling angry? And just connecting and acknowledging without judgment in a compassionate way. Yeah. 
this week we're going to kind of tie it together with his thing called community because community has been so important (laughs) right like we've talked how much we talked about community in the last year and this is this is one of the challenges we're going through right now because every other challenge we went through the flood in calgary seven years ago we went you know we've all been through losses we have all been through um traumas in our life and you know the one thing that we can all hold on to is that we come together as family we come together as community when people die this is the only time in my lifetime that we have not been able to do that and so it's been very isolating and i think the first thing i want to say is around community is the community is different right now in the midst of this pandemic it we still have the need for community and just because we have to for safety reasons not be as physically close we are going to be really sure that we don't deny the need for connection now you and i are hugs and handshake people i mean we are face to face not everybody has that same need but i think the first step in community is to really say what is your need for connection and acknowledge and make it valid and make it okay to have a need for community. Stop and connect with yourself to recognize what do you need for community? What do you need in terms of friendships? What do you need in terms of connection? What does connection mean to you? We can You can then assess the gaps that might be there, but first mm-hmm. of all, get real. What, what's your take on that? Yeah, I just, I, I, the thought that came to my mind as you were saying that is that we all um, have the right as human beings to decide what our community looks like for us. And so we can get super creative about, about that. And, you know, this year has obviously, has it been longer than a year? It's been about a year. Um, this year has obviously made so many of us get creative. Um, I find it really interesting, Dave, because, uh, like our relationship is really strong. So we spend lots of time talking to each other, lots of time on Zoom. And I wonder, I've wondered a few times, had COVID-19 not happened and had a pandemic not set in, would we have just been on the phone, kind of quick phone calls, uh, maybe not quite as engaged, but we actually like, I know we're not in front of each other, but we actually see each other pretty much every day. (laughs) So we have a pretty strong little community even between the two of us and we got really creative about that too. Um, But I think the opportunity lies pandemic or no pandemic to be creative of what your community looks like. We we have been creating opportunities, I think to connect in Zoom calls. Yes, it isn't face-to-face, but we've learned in our master classes and in our in our tra- life in transition, we can convey the heart through technology. Uh, we had a we had a, a reunion last weekend with all of our family, and we got all the cousins together. And we celebrated my mom's hundredth birthday. She's been dead for twenty years, but we celebrated because this was her would have been her hundredth birthday, right? And mm-hmm. I made connections with some of those nieces and nephews that I don't know that we would have without. Right. Yeah. So I think there's a richness in the creativity that's possible with community. I do have to just take a step back though and ask you, 
How would you describe, Allie, for yourself, what is your need for community? What would be your, like, we're asking our listeners to take an inventory of this. What would, how would you describe that? My own personal need for community? It's interesting. That's a very interesting question because the first word that came to mind for me was intimate. It isn't like big groups of people and we do a lot of that. (laughs) My actual like deep down need for community is my like trusted confidants, my friends, my allies. And, you know, obviously that circle like expands, but there are people in my life and maybe even people who I haven't talked to lately, but who are deeply, I, I deeply care for, I value their opinion. Um, and they're my community. And so I'm sorry, I'm having a few thoughts this week because I've never thought about this, but the community doesn't have to be, it is good if you're in connection with that person all the time, but your community can be somebody you haven't talked to in years too. It's somebody that you've built and garnered that relationship with. Cause I think once you've done that, you're kind of tethered with somebody, right? You have that love and care for each other and support. So um, case in point, I did a podcast on the weekend with Pam Warwick. So she used to work in our organization for, oh man, eight or nine years, long time, really came up through like the young, like I hired her young in Terwilliger and we went through so much together. And this girl, I'll tell you, I laughed, I cried with her. We went through ups, we went through downs. She moved out to Toronto. We've kind of just kept in track on social media. And then she comes on the podcast this weekend we're on for over two hours. <laughs> Chit chat and laugh and cat is like we never even skipped a beat, right? And I think that that is so beautiful too. And I was just so full after spending that time with her. So um, am I answering your question or am I just <laughs> Well, it's a hard question. No, no, you're totally answering this question. Okay. Um, because you're, you're saying there's no formula. It's messy and it's imperfect. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a a, learn, a yearning within all human beings. We're, we're dependent on each other. And yeah. so for me, community has to do with, for me, community has to do with being able to be somebody that I can be real with on a daily basis, that I can really check in and say, I'm lonely today. I'm hurting today. I'm scared today. I've got some self-doubt coming up today. I'm afraid. I'm feeling anxious and just almost on a daily basis. I've had to learn this to manage my own moods. And, you know, and I know that this is something that I learned by having to walk through depression is that this is one of the ways that I have to walk through depression. I can't afford to keep this stuff inside that I have to get it, as we say, up and out and really share it with somebody that can hold the space for me. And I'm, I'm a lot like you in that I don't need, I'm, I'm quite introverted by nature. I, I get my energy by being alone, but I do find that uh, I, have, I, have close, I need close intimate friends that I can share myself with, as opposed to a lot of friends to be superficial with. But that's not the case for everybody. I think we all have our own need and our own preference for what community means for us. But I kind of put them in categories around confidants, people we can be real with, uh, encouragers, um, appreciators, people who encourage us, who appreciate us, 
I think it helps to be around people that validate and support us so that we can, it'll help guide, validate and guide ourselves. Uh, we need mentors, we need guides. There's times that we need to have coaches and therapists yeah. in our life to help guide us into, pl into places that, you know, that, that where we get lost. Yeah, absolutely. I'm having a thought as you're talking, so I wanna interject. What about, what is your advice to somebody who is listening to this podcast who is young, who's finding their authenticity and maybe not surrounded by the community that they need? Because I'm thinking back, you know, like in my early years, my te late teens, early 20s, and you've done work with kids like this. I wasn't as connected to who I was as I would like to be, right? And I was still finding myself. Um, and when that happens, you don't surround yourself a lot of times with the best people to help you connect with your community. What would you suggest? I'm just thinking like some of our young leaders, like they might be thinking some of those things, right? Just observe. What do you think? Just observe. observe. Observe the friends you're around. Do they sustain you? Do they help honor you? Do they help you? be true to yourself? Do they hold you accountable for staying on track? Do they bring you joy? Do they bring you energy? Or are they bringing you down? Do they when you when you're getting a when you aren't around those people? Do you realize did they do you think, oh, they just pulled me down and made me feel worse about myself? Or do they lift you up? Do they do they, you know, enable you and help you escape life? as opposed to being present to life. Um, mm -hmm. And no judgment here, but just start to observe who we are around impacts us. The, you know, the people that are, you know, the ones that we're most connected, if you wanna know your current level of development, just look at the people that you hang out with and ask yourself, do I, are these people fostering my growth and moving me forward? Sure, we're in, and of course we have to enjoy being together. Um, but do they when I do they make me better people, or do they bring me down? This is a question that I would ask for all of us, regardless of what stage. I was going to say I don't want to just frame this to kids or to youth or grow, young adults. Like you could take a community inventory. I don't know if inventory is the right word, but you could take this community assessment at any point in your life, right? <laughs> Well, you know, just a case in point here. So we have a dog howling in your background. And you know, this is Memphis. You have two dogs howling in your background. So this, these are your dogs. Now guess what your dogs are? They're part of your community. Oh, they're my community. <laughs> they are, I they love that. Want, they just need a voice to say, hey, don't forget about us. We're in here too. <laughs> They totally are my community. I just think other people might get annoyed. <laughs> but man, I love them. Yes, you know yes. That is their problem. That's their problem. Because these are important. Dogs are important in my community. They know how to be present. They know how to have joy in their life. They, yeah. they just are, you know, just present to life. And I need beings around that help me with that right now. 
And I, I do every time, but I'm, I'm just noticing this. It's more acute right now. It's more, I'm more aware of this in this time of pandemic. Right. Yeah, for sure. You and give you those guys a hug. What's that? You give those guys a hug. <laughs> There's one right here. <laughs> um, you know, and is it possible that your community really could be like anything, right? Like you, part of your community could be a book that you love to read that connects you to your heart and reminds you of the person you want to be. Or I don't know, like, like I said at the start, you could get so creative with it, right? Exactly. So what is a book? A book is written by a human being and you connect with that author through their story or through their, their thinking. You can have communities in nature. You can yeah. be connected to the trees and the sunset. If you stop and be aware of the, of the life force that's animating all of life, that's a community. Being connected. This is all we're talking about is we're balancing connecting with yourself with connectedness with the world around you. And this is what makes you authentic and it's what makes you whole. And it's what is going to heal us through this pandemic. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's an opera. If we'll take this time to slow down and connect with the world around us, this can be a very beautiful time right now. Yeah, I would agree. I, I have deepened relationships with people in ways that I didn't, uh, I definitely wouldn't have focused on. Maybe I didn't know. I wouldn't say I didn't know it was possible before, but I definitely don't think it was my intention or my focus to prior to all of this. It wasn't mine either. It's brought a lot of this in. Like I'm wondering whether we would have had this conversation in this way if it wasn't for this pandemic, that we yeah. would be talking about community in this way. I, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I, don't, I would challenge that as well. And I think that's what's, what's beautiful, right? So what should we leave the listeners with <laughs> today? Well, just, just slow down and reflect. Where is your need for community? What is the yearning? What is the longing for community? And where are you having community around you right now? And be grateful for that. Be grateful. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a dog. Maybe it's a, a parent that you're having communication with. Maybe it's a friend that you're having a virtual uh, glass of wine with once a week. Just be grateful for what you have. A appreciate what you have and just recognize, you know what? I need to expand this a little more. Mm -hmm. I need to, I need to be, and maybe it's more aware where I, when I take walks, I'm going to stay connected instead of just thinking my way through a walk. Maybe it's actually being present to what's there. What I find when I walk, if I look sideways, I'm more connected than if I'm just having my, my head straight forward. Um, and so that, those are what I would say would maybe be some takeaways is, is recognize what you have, appreciate what you have. What you appreciate appreciates. So appreciate mm -hmm. what you have, but recognize mm -hmm. the yearning and the gaps and then say, how can I begin to expand? Whether it's maybe reaching out and sharing myself more, having more friends, or maybe it's just the way that I'm in those relationships might be different. 
Would you have anything mm -hmm. to add to that? I would just add the word be creative or the two words, be creative about it. Don't get stuck in molds or patterns, have fun with it. You only get to live one life and enjoy it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again.